Hello and welcome to another episode of the Creative Waffle Podcast. This podcast is now brought to you by Bracken.Design, an assets company that are now giving Creative Waffle listeners 20% off if you use code WAFFLE20 at checkout. With Bracken, there's no limited PSD templates or Photoshop actions that will rasterize your type. This means that they're really easy to use and they can give your work that little extra edge, especially when you're creating sports graphics, textures are absolutely key and using premium textures can really set you apart. So there's a link down in the description below. And if you use WAFFLE20 at checkout, then you'll get 20% off. Please do go and check them out. They're well worth using in your work. And with that 20% discount, they're absolute steal. So without further ado, let's get into the podcast. Yeah, where are we? I guess that's it. We're into the into the podcast then. Click record. Yeah. We're in. Yeah. Welcome. Uh, well, welcome. Yeah, this has been a long time in the in the making. Um, we we've decided before the return of the podcast, well, we've been chatting for ages as well about about doing this or you know doing a whole Man City team one or just uh, just on and off been talking on Instagram as well. How, yeah. how long do you reckon? How long, how long do you reckon we've been we've known each other? I mean, known each other like I've known you for like probably like a few like years. Of each other, yeah. But like <laughs> podcast wise, it's been. I remember you messaging me like I think it might have been the back end of last season, being like, oh, "Do you want to get the whole team involved?" I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Ask him. It's like dead weird. The team. It's just like everybody's like. A bit around the country, so it's one of those do you get everyone involved, blah blah, blah individual, mm. whatever. It's probably easy to pick everyone up individual. Yeah, I didn't realise what's Man City there was there's a lot of freelance people, a lot of people working around the around the country. Was that weird? Like when I first joined we had a team of three and then so it was like me, Danny who's the lead, and then it was Nick who's now at Livewire. And since then it's like if I brought a new motion guy We've got two other motion guys. Danny Hughes basically does motion and leads. Then it's now me and James after Amit, who was, I think it was fixed term or freelance, whatever, either one. So it's two static, three motion now, one manager. <laughs> it's all a bit of a mess. The team just, it just explodes. That's wicked though. It's, it's amazing that you've got so many creatives there. Well, so I guess we probably should introduce you first. So you're currently at Man City. Uh, I guess who, well, who, who? I guess you can introduce yourself. Like, who, who are you? <laughs> I'm um, a bit of shambles of that. <laughs> currently, graphic designer at Man City. Um, we'll get on to what's happening maybe later or right now. Yeah. Who knows? But so yeah, been there for about two years. About out of COVID. When that was happening, like the new league was coming around, they got me on a freelance basis. That was basically the social band branding, and that was like my first major project for the club. And about six months down the line, they were like, "Oh, we've got a job open. Obviously, if you want to apply for it, go for it." Got through the interview. That's basically how I got in City. It's no, it's nothing like. I feel like I get a lot of messages daily from people, be like, "Oh, how do you get in?" the sports industry is realistically getting in the sports industry is just there's a there's literally an application portal and just apply via the it's just it's not really much different from any other job yeah yeah i mean personally i found it a lot easier if you know people as well um to, mm. to make but not even just to get into the job but to make yourself aware of jobs um because if you know people and connect with them on linkedin or you know follow people they share a lot of jobs and it's, it's a really nice industry actually to get into because there's a lot of community 
there's a lot of people that are very friendly and will give you advice and will support your work. Um, so yeah, I'm glad. Uh, do you, I guess do you like the industry? I guess you like the industry as well. You're staying in it. <laughs> it's, it's a bit hit and miss. It's when it's good, it's good. When it's bad, it's bad. Like it's real bad because I remember because Man City, you compete for trophies all the time and you basically you're working right from July to May non-stop and the moment it hits about March, May, it's like March is about decision time for what you're going to do because say like you're in the title race, you got champions posters and you got to go, okay, well there's going to be a parade that's going to be thought of, you're going to do a poster and that'll be like your main thing and it, it's so like there's so much of a quick turnaround and so much pressure on that it's almost like breezes by because like I can barely mm-hmm. remember March to May, but I remember at the time, like, it'd be like, oh, do you want to go out or stuff? And be like, no, I can't. I'm working. And mm-hmm. like, you're always working. And then it yeah, hits about yeah. the summer. And you, like, there's literally nothing to do until somebody goes, oh, so-and-so's going to do a transfer, get thinking. And, like, it's 48 hours of madness. Mm. Yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. Uh, was it, so, so sorry, just won the the league as well. So it's, it's gone through the same period. We're lucky we're two clubs that are fairly successful in their sports. Because um, you know, when I think about it as well, and I had an illustrator who's sports illustrator who's um, eighty five now, probably eighty six or eighty seven now, uh, on the podcast, and he was like, "Well, I'm going to keep going until I die because that's like that's just that's 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 when I can rest, you know." And I, I've sort of. I mean, that's quite extreme, but I bring on that little bit of that mentality when I'm thinking about that and trying to get through the times. Obviously, you need rest, you need holidays, and maybe sometimes, you know, you need more than you get, um, especially during the season, sleep-wise. But, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, it's hard not to go through seasons and and not keep up the the pace, you know? Because if you, if you drop the pace, I'm a bit worried that the design will fall away as well. Or do you think that that will give you more time to think about it? It's damn weird because I've experienced both when it's been a bit more chilled out and it's been a bit more chaotic in the way that so we had like three people, somebody go on holiday and you got two people managing an entire department and you get yeah. all sorts just coming towards you and it's like, you know you can't, you're basically essentially running on fumes by the time they get back. So it's, it's sort of like you got to treat it a bit like a marathon, but you are sort of also sprinting at the same time because you can't really relax. <laughs> yeah. You just yeah, get these bursts and it's just ridiculous. But the the times where it's off, you've really got to sort of take advantage of it. And that's mm. the whole thing with the sports industry. It's very much about making sure you don't go insane. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, how have you, uh, have you just savoured the, have you savoured the moment at all? Like when you win these competitions, do you guys get celebration parties? What, what happens with the stuff? How do you get, time to reflect so I think it was I think during the first year like we won the title and that was quite early on and obviously COVID's going on at the time that was the season behind closed doors so nothing's happening mm. and then I think so I think it'd be last season now about Christmas time you get like a Christmas party or whatever and then I think that was when COVID was having another flux or whatever and they're like oh now we can't do it so then for the end of the season obviously that was mental I was at the game like it was ridiculous and within about 48 hours you've gone from basically you're losing everything 
then you win everything and then there's a party with like staff players everyone's like all in this one sort of warehouse and it's just like that sort of the moment where it's like it's very much a payoff because the moment that hits it's like everybody just sorts of hibernates jets off to wherever mm. they're going for like the year and that's really the only time you get to sort of sink in i don't think even at this point like i've ever fully took in all the things that i've done like you think of like like early harland signs and you go oh great but Calvin Phillips coming in next week, and you're like, "Oh, that's nice." And all right, what are we do for Calvin. <laughs> yeah, it has. You've had some incredible projects. I mean, that's, it's, honestly, it's, it's been fantastic to watch these these things come through as well. I think a lot of people agree that Man City have been at the top of definitely English sports design. Um, it, you know, it's been incredible. Do you, how guys, how have you guys navigated uh, that? And like, do you look at other other sports around the world, like, or do you look at it for inspiration? Um. I think there is, like, we do look around a lot, and it's, I think it's just a lot of it's down to trust and sort of being like, okay, social media is its own thing. It's not the club website. It's not clubs directly. Like, social media is a place where you're ultimately interacting with people who are about, like, 18, 24, like, attention spans go like that. You can, you can afford to fuck around, basically. Like, making mistakes is part of, the whole thing like obviously there's some points where you'd be like you overstep the mark or whatever but as long as you're not doing like anything overly bad it's important to sort of like not be very corporate on social media because it i see a lot of um design in like the premier league and it's like we do so like it's all very consistent it's all very branded it all looks it, it looks amazing style wise but I'm looking at it and going these are for designers and for the club going like oh but we're professional and go yeah professional doesn't really work look at TikTok have you seen some of the trends on there mm. like it doesn't make sense you've got to sort of make a prat out of yourself sometimes you've got to leave yourself a bit vulnerable mm, that's interesting I, I've not heard that take before how, how have you guys done it at Man City like what examples have you got of that well you look <clears> at the match day series really it's like I think it was might have been like the last game of the season or not the last game of the season the last game before the break or the game before it we do a match day graphic and we go i'm a celeb themed for it and it's sort of like you're just taking the piss but you know the audience will sort of latch onto it and you know you're going to get football twitter comments be like what's that like you're making a laughing stock out of us like yeah sort of but it's just a bit of fun Design isn't for me something to be overly serious in the football industry. Like ultimately, like what I'm getting paid money to make fan edits for a living, and <laughs> you're like you're like it's, it's not really like proper professional. Like design's never been a thing that's super professional serious for me because ultimately, what looks good tends to work. Mm. So that's what I focus on. That's really interesting that. Uh that side of it and I, I, now you mentioned it, yeah I, I can think of a few different fa- examples of what you've done throughout the season and to be topical as well obviously the the MSA stuff's very topical um you thinking about that as well I mean well I mean, the things that come to my mind are the Man City Man United the, the, the derby the, the graphics you guys do for that sort of thing and you know looking back at retro uh retro versions of the match day and and, and like playing on 
the audience's memory of those big games. It's mm. uh, that that's what sticks in my mind. When I look at remember City's graphics. It's always like the big occasions are always themed and they're always thought of in a way of okay, so what can we do this year rather than like I don't say we like jump onto many trends to say like the United Derby is very much like we we're thinking and we're going, all right, how do we celebrate past derbies or how do we reference Manchester because we've gone over stuff like we we had I think Danny had one theme one year where it's just like literally like a giant M and that was it, like Manchester simple. And then one year I, I had like the game was taking place at night so I just went Oscar, let's do neon lines or like trails, whatever. It's just all a bit of fun and being like, you sort of don't want to be pigeonholed into one idea because nobody's going to have fun with that. Mm. It's the whole thing of you need to sort of just mess around, really. Like, that's where I find a lot of fun in design. It's why I don't necessarily post much personal stuff anymore. Because I used to do, like, one a day, and that would be my whole thing of, like, creative, like, pushing everything out there. Right yeah. start, so it was like a bit nervous and being like, oh, let's keep it in the box. And you sort of learn what you can get away with. So it's like that's where I put all my creativity now rather than on my own personal stuff. Yeah, that's really, I mean, that's fantastic. And it's great that you've got a manager in, in Danny that can let you do that as well. Like it's, I mean, I've chatted, but Danny's been on the podcast and we've chatted, I've chatted with him before as well. And he actually he helped me get the Arsenal job. So he's, he's such a nice guy. And it, it's great to uh, have someone like that you know, leading a team and we'll get on to sort of managing stuff and, you know, we talk about your next role and, um, and how important management is and stuff like that. But yeah, it's, it's fantastic. It seems like, it seems like you, it sounds like you'd work very, very hard at Man City, but you enjoy what you do as well. Is that right? That's the, that's the thing. I don't know if, the, it's still weird. I don't know if people would say I work hard or work efficient. <laughs> it's like, it sounds like you work hard. You're working a lot of hours. I work a lot of hours, just not the hours I'm supposed to do, I'd say. Because <laughs> it's like, they'll be like, everyone in sports wants to do a 9 to 5. Nobody can do a 9 to 5 in sports. So I'm a bit like, get up at 9, answer your messages, sort of make sure everybody knows, like, you're alive. And be like, <laughs> these are my tasks for the day. All right, let's just check in and make sure, like, oh, this needs to be done by the end of the day, end of the day, tomorrow morning, blah, blah, blah. And we'll just work for them throughout the day because I'm not somebody who works sat at a desk for 10 hours going, oh, here's another idea, here's another idea, here's another idea. It's sort of like mm-hmm. you'd be prating about just walking around the flat and be like, oh, this, and you just jump on it then and that's sort of how I do it. I can't bring myself to work and like I can't think of ideas just on the spot. It's very much random you're going to be prating about you're going to be like watching just all sorts of nonsense and that's what Absolutely. it comes to yeah exactly well that's the famous saying of having ideas in the shower the best best ideas come in the shower but like <laughs> you know when you're not trying to come up with the ideas when you have the ideas totally get that yeah that's happened quite a lot of times um i think everyone's every designer's story is the same thing uh but yeah man so is it? Is, is, is how, how? Talk to me a bit more about the uh, how you guys work. Then, uh, do you have what sort of systems do you have in place? Do you have like a Trello board, or um, how efficient are you? So typically, I think everything gets sort of requested by email. It's sort of shifting into a system, whereas like yep. 
thinking, like, what, Trello, Asana, that sort of thing. And you just sort of have cards that you seem to work through. Because it used to be, when I first started, it was literally just all email and everything had come through Danny just being, like, hammered with emails constantly, just basically doing admin. Yeah, yeah. So it sort of shifted a bit more into request forms and being, like, email the people, email the di- designers directly who you want to actually get the job done and you'll sort of manage your own stuff and make sure all your tasks are done. That's how the way it works because when it was via email only, I think you'd have a lot of things slip through the crack. Like, obviously, like I don't think most designers are typically organised, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. It's very much you get wild cards everywhere. So it's one of those things slip through the cracks all the time. So... It's one of the things that you just keep on top of once you have that done. It's fine. Yeah. So do, wait. So you do have a Trello board, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's really, yeah it's, I don't know. How have you found using it? Is it? Have you used any other other systems as well? well or is it just use Trello? Before I worked at City, a uh, place I did was strictly all for Asana, and that'd be the way mm. you transport files, everything, literally. So it's nothing new to me. But it's like, I think it's a sort of a big change for everyone because I feel like everybody did used to work for email and it's like sort of, oh, now's everywhere is like available. You can sort of add cards. Sort of, it, everybody's just a lot more organized now. I don't yeah. find myself like scrambling to Danny to make excuses and be like, I genuinely didn't see it because I've got a, a terrible memory. <laughs> so it's like that's sort of the thing like just keep it up on one screen at all times make sure everything because otherwise I'd be an absolute mess yeah, yeah. no I, I definitely like trying to uh, for it's, it's very useful for um, it's like the, I guess it's like the restaurant you know having a, a, a way to read out the menu and then they put it on the spike when it's done right so that's that's why I like it it feels very methodical um, but with the so part of our team at Surrey also use not design team because I'm the only designer there but it, part of the marketing team use um uh, Asana, uh, is, it, is that a similar sort of thing? Can you have like a, a Trello sort of feature on that where you have cards and move them over? Yeah, it's sort of the same thing. I think I think it basically is the exact same thing. It's all like that, oh, yeah. you have that board, shift them around, and I think there might be like a few extra features, but you know, I don't really keep on top of it. I just sort of do what I'm yeah. told. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll have a, I'll have a look into them both because I think. Well, if we're all using the same platform, it makes sense. But then, the thing is, at the moment, we've got... So some people use Trello and Asana, and then some people in the business, other, part, other departments, just don't use anything, and they're all email still. Um, so it's a little bit tricky. And obviously, they work in different ways. If they're not doing design, or don't have tasks every day to complete. So, um, yeah, it's a bit tricky to bring everyone on the same page. So, yeah, trying to work through that at the moment. That's why I ask. But It's the whole thing with sports. It's just all about structure. Like, once you get yeah. in place, it's fine. Yeah, well, file systems big one for that. I mean, we so I got, that was what I, one big thing I learned at Arsenal is file organization. Um, Roland, who, who was my boss then, and yeah, taught me that. It was so good, like categorizing everything, naming everything with codes and uh, dates, and yeah, I don't know how you guys are organized. That is the one thing we're shit at. <laughs> <laughs> how are you guys mad at that? This is the biggest, like the, the current, pretty much best team in the world at football design team <laughs> it's, it's a bit of a mess because it's one of those we don't have like one central server and you like sort of everything wow. just uploads everywhere it's sort of you do everything bit by bit and you like you'll upload what you need because you just it's one of those it's just too much 
I don't think anybody's ever like gone through all the effort to establish like a naming convention here. I'll be like, no, this is how you do this, and like every layer has got to be named, blah blah blah. Because I think it's just too chaotic for anybody to sit down and go, okay, we're gonna spend an evening, we're just gonna name and upload everything. Yeah, it's just it, it's one of those. I consider like City to be like one of the best organized in the league, or like the best structured, the blah blah blah. And then I wonder like. How bad is it? Other leagues are all we just like terrible. <laughs> well, no, I, I, the the final organization blows my mind. I think I think you should have some in place, but uh, it just makes everything easier. Right? It makes life easier. But um, yeah, I, I don't think every team's going to be on it. But yeah, for the for the quality and the amount of output that you guys do, maybe that's the issue. Maybe you're putting out so much you haven't had time to look at it. But I mean, that could be a good excuse if you're looking for an excuse. <laughs> I, I, feel, I genuinely think it is like I, nobody's ever like you speak to somebody and you're like oh you got time to do this and it's like bruh anybody goes oh yeah I got all the time it's just like yeah, yeah, this yeah. is the only uh, time of the year where I get to go like oh it's the World Cup on like nothing's going on I'm just going to watch football and trying to get my holiday back <laughs> yeah that makes sense but yeah it, it, it's, well, it's, it's really blown my mind that's uh, not in place but well, fair play if it works for you guys as well. I mean, it's obviously something working. You know, you're doing the right thing, and uh, creativity is is at a peak, so that's good. <laughs> it's just a lot of freedom. It's just a lot of freedom. That's how we get away with it. I don't think many other clubs sort of have it. I think Chelsea sort of do when you look at like Neil's stuff and his match days. Yeah. He sorts of gets away with it, but I don't think. Besides that, they do like maybe a lot of risk taking or sort of 100%. taking behaviour. Yeah, 100%. I think I think you see a lot more in American sports. So they're sort of the more highly edited stuff, more on-topic stuff, more creative um, graphics, like for match days and things. So how, how much you how much are you involved in non-match day stuff as well? Do you do stuff throughout, throughout the whole business, or is it just social? I think it's like a pretty unique role within sports, to be honest, because we have, like, I think it could be like three or four design departments where it'd be like, yeah. content is one and that'll cover like YouTube, Instagram, social and then sort of made like big events relating to like social stuff or say like champion stuff like we do all that and then you'll have like partnerships who do like branding to like selling coffee or whatever tickets <laughs> blah blah and it, that's where the separation is. Like, there is a bit of, like, crossover. So, like, we'll speak to the partnerships department sometimes and be like, oh, can you send us this? Like, how do you do this? Blah, blah, But generally, social content is its own thing and it's sort of its own child of the business of being like, this is where you let loose and everybody can just play around, really, because you see some of the concepts that come out and that mm. don't get released and they're a, a lot more mental than the stuff that does like yeah. the group chats are just terrible for ideas because everybody's just sort of going you just throw everything at a wall see what sticks and see yeah. what what higher management will be like yeah you're not getting away with that <laughs> we'll go with that <laughs> that makes sense yeah as uh so, so do you have uh so each department has their own design team is that what you're saying pretty much, pretty much. i think i think marketing have like one or two guys i think content's probably up though with partnerships is the biggest and partnerships i think it's based down in london yeah so that's where the corporate hub is 
Well, yeah, that's interesting conversation as well, like creative hubs of the UK. Obviously, London's always been this traditionally like big one, but like, but you know Manchester and Brighton and uh, Bristol and Liverpool—they're all they're, they're almost. I say Manchester's as big as London for creativity now. It's absolutely massive. It's so weird how big the difference is because whenever I get like recruiting roles or like recruiters on LinkedIn, blah blah, blah it's always London, and it's just a bit like I feel like people get a bit. Like, I have to move to London if I want to design. There is opportunities up here, but, like, if yeah. you're looking for sports, I feel like you might struggle a bit around here because it's a bit like Liverpool, City, United, are like, the major ones and everything else. I feel like you might struggle a bit to make a decent mm. living on. Yeah, you're a bit, yeah, you are a bit um, tied to that, that side of the north, but... I guess yeah, we're lucky in London where you got Liverpool, uh, you got um, well, Liverpool and Manchester City partnership offices if you want to be a partnership designer, and then you've got Arsenal, Chelsea, and then loads of other sports teams, clubs from different sports as well. Um, you know now Brentford as well. You know they'll be up there now. Fulham. Uh, well, I mean you've got a lot of championship teams as well. So yeah, London. Tottenham. London Who? really is like the place to be for like design though. Like if you ask me, because I think. Your Manchester opportunities, you're going to be struggling a bit for sort of, I'd say like more of like the big contracts or like the big mm. occasion because I don't think many studios up here really get much work going on or I can't think of many Manchester-based studios to be fair. Yeah, they, well, there are a load, of, there are a load of Manchester studios. That's why I thought it was getting close in terms of London, Manchester, but. I guess the population size as well it makes a huge difference and um london being so big financially in the financial world as well yeah i guess, it, I guess it's not quite there but yeah i mean I've, I've definitely enjoyed moving to london if that is that any consolation but um it's been uh it's been good <laughs> i i've never yeah. got the appeal of it personally it was like it's just a bit too big for me where i'm a bit yeah, like yeah. Ooh, like manchester can walk across in about like you can get from one side to the other in about forty minutes. In like city centre, <laughs> like trams everywhere, <laughs> chaos. I'm like, yeah. it's just. I've always had like recruiters offer me, and I'm like, you are going to make a stupid offer if you're gonna like tempt me to go down there. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, can't even get across London in an hour uh, on a on a tube. So it's uh, it's a bit of a it's a big city to get across, and um, I don't know. Maybe that's the other thing as well. Yeah, I come from the south of England and I've, the natural progression has always been to go to London um, whereas you're from the north and you know maybe that's natural progression for you as well so that's yeah. the thing I think it's like such a big leap for me because I come from like what a small town in Wigan and like literally like you have one train station and it's just that's yeah. it <laughs> and you go to London and you go oh shit there's, there's <laughs> stuff everywhere and I'm like there's too much going on. Like when I moved to Leeds for uni, like that was sort of like the nice size of like you can walk across the city centre if you want, but you can sort of get out very easily. Mm. London looks like you're very much trapped inside the city, yeah. or you have to go very far and get a train in every time. And I'm yeah. like, it doesn't do work for me. Yeah, well, London's expanding as well, so you got. Greater London is it's just getting more and more like London. It keeps pushing itself out and out. It's like this beast that keeps growing. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty interesting. And then it's, 
well, rent prices are going down a little bit now, but the, you know, it's during the last couple of months, it's really been almost pricing a lot of people out as well. I mean, even myself, you know, it's a lot. It's a lot of money living here. Spending, spending a lot of money living here. If you're not oh. sensible of your money, then that's the problem. I was looking at moving there because I had um, a job offer when I moved. Oh, I just got out of uni, and I was looking at like salary, and it'd be like twenty-two k, and I'm like, this is it's hard. This is not okay. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I've not, I've had that salary, and then yeah, it's it's very hard living in London on that salary. Um, yeah, <laughs> the thing is, like, I'm very much a diva about. I don't mind not going out. I don't mind like nothing else. But if I don't have a nice flat or like somewhere, I'm like, I can just chill out. I'd lose my mind. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it. Yeah, so I lived in Wood Green, which is like North London, and that was pretty awful flat whilst I was at Arsenal. And you know, we moved eventually because there's a shooting down our road and. Um, someone dies so it's a pretty it's a pretty rough area of London um, uh, and yeah so it, you know going to Tesco and buying my dinner used to be buying a packet of microwave rice and which think about it wasn't money efficient but buying a packet of microwave rice because I was lazy and just a huge pack of beef and just frying it and making a couple of meals out of it <laughs> I was like beef and rice that sounds good yeah. Yeah, to use standard living yeah yeah exactly yeah that's probably what I have probably got partner and yeah and then moved to a nicer part of london but um yeah i think it definitely teaches you about money that's for sure when you're a junior designer or you know just starting in design it can be very tricky um that's where we're all all trying to get to neil jameson level that's what that's what's there (laughs) you know i think that could could happen as a designer as well you don't have to be like an illustrator i think you can be freelance creative director or, or come in for certain projects or a consultant for certain teams like i could see you i get in that get in there eventually like you know it's two huge roles underneath you it's and the then, thing it's always like a thing in my mind of oh that's what i'm gonna do at one point and i think of it and i go freelance is terrifying i yeah. love guaranteed income that's my whole yeah. thing so and i sacrifice so much money for that though I know, that's the problem. Like, I spoke <laughs> to, um, I think it was, like, Dan Beltran. And he was oh, yeah. like, oh, yeah, like, I, I just earned, like, six figures and, like, something. And I'm like, what? You're like, yeah, you're just freelance. That's a great example. That's like, a great example when of you hit the it. top of freelance, you're making so much money that you'd just mm. be, like, getting paid, like, what, 20 grand for? Mm. Like, it's just, I don't get the difference. The thing is, those two guys that we've just named are the best of the best. They are at the top of the game as well. So maybe that's a difference maker. And we're obviously oversimplifying. There must be something that we don't get quite yet. Uh, I don't know what it is, but... We'll uh, it's it just out. all about connections. <laughs> it's got to be mm. all about connections. That's the whole thing. Like, even getting a Man City job, or even getting the freelance job, originally, like, my mate Yuri from the Netherlands just goes like, oh, I can't take on this project. Dom, do you want to hop on? And then that leads me to get a Man City job in the future. It's, yeah. it's ridiculous how it works. Yeah. that's. I mean, Yuri's an amazing designer as well. I mean, I should just get him on the podcast properly and uh, have, a, have a chat with him. But, um, yeah, so that's, it's, it's such a nice industry in that in that sense and people will recommend you if, if they think your work is good enough and, you know, give you work and pass things around. It's quite incestuous as well. Like, you know, you see a lot of people moving from club to club like yourself doing uh, and moving around, you know. Um, so that's quite... It's quite. A, everyone will know each other eventually. Is what I'm trying to get to. As like when we're fifty, 
we should be all right. <laughs> we should be. Should. Should. We should. We should have enough contacts to be like, right, we can either go freelance or set up our own sports design business or set up some sort of entity where we're like, right, we can we can properly make a go of this now. I don't know. That's that's it's the unknown, isn't it? It's like speculation. It, the the unknown is just terrifying to me. It's not good for my <laughs> head. I can't. I need to get in like a proper headspace to be like freelance because I remember there being a certain point at say maybe it was like last year and I set out this timeline of being like, okay, after the transfer window of this season, I'll go freelance and it starts rolling around to July and you're like going. I'm not so sure about that anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's definitely some something to be said about as well about having built up the backlog of good jobs and, and and having done the work and then the contacts and then going freelance. I think yeah, that's um, that's definitely I think the better way to do it than trying to go freelance at such a young age and in our twenties, you know, and then not having ten, twenty years of of experience. But, I don't um, know how people do it because it happens a lot in the sports design industry where you'll find yeah. a lot of people just immediately flung themselves into freelance. Like you look at like, yeah. sort of like Bex, that sort of, those sort of people. And they're just like, I don't know how you've just felt like fallen into it. Like freelance to me took five years to get just a, like a cricket tournament in Dubai and be like, here's a hundred quid for like a couple of posts. I'm like, it's amazing. I'm making a hundred quid. yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, how the fuck are you all working at the FA with like two years? What, what am I missing out on here? I do, yeah, I do. Yeah, that's a good point actually. Bex is, um, yeah, but maybe they're these guys are the exception to the rule, right? I don't know. I think yeah. there is like, I don't know if people look at a lot of those designers and they go, oh, everybody's just like that. And it's like you don't realize how much goes on. Like I barely left the house for two years just doing graphics, just to get. A job at City and like it's you'll you're not necessarily going to be high paid in sports design and you're going to put in a lot of work but the job is that enjoyable that it does sort of make it all worth it 100% yeah I, I totally agree with that and, and the rewards yeah like doing the you know working at the top sports teams and winning the league and doing the graphics for that doing the Harlan stuff must have been incredible it's that's like that, such a good thing such a good project the thing I don't care about, like the money and all that, because you get all people being like, oh, you must get paid a lot, blah, blah, blah. No, you don't. It's all about yeah. sort of like, it sounds so up your own ass to go, it's creating a legacy, but it's like creating memories <laughs> and sort of stuff and be like, oh, I can look back on this and be like, oh, that was cool. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. sort of what I'm in it for. Yeah, absolutely. Like, So that's what people remember you for as well. People won't know your salary or won't remember you for how much you earned. Um, I mean, maybe your grandkids or kids will, but they'll be excited about the stuff you've done, hopefully, as well. And like, it, So when I chatted with Lance Wyman, the guy who did the Mexico branding for the Olympics, I was so excited to chat with him about how old he was and like, his progress to be able to do that. It was just such a such a good conversation about um, about getting to that stage of his life and being able to do that. And, um, and yeah, and, and what a project. Yeah, doing the Olympics, branding for the Olympics is absolute dream project. So... But talk to me about the Harlan stuff. Talk to me about talk about how that like because to put it into perspective, people don't know football. We've got quite a few American listeners as well. Harland uh, is a Norwegian bloke. Um, he's a very freak footballer. He's just incredible. Probably one of the best youngsters in the game. He's got to be the best, best young, best under twenty five player in the world. So like Ronaldo and Messi, do you think it's better? It's sort of like preference. 
you like yeah. Ronaldo, you like Haaland, blah, blah, blah. They're sort of like the same people. Yeah, basically. yeah. And, and yeah, he's, he's an absolute machine. And now he's in at City. Biggest transfer for City ever. Um, was it? No. no. No, no, it wasn't. It was not because not money wise. Was not money wise. Yeah, but, but biggest. biggest in terms of names and and player. Yeah. So what was that like? When when did you hear about it? And how long before it had to go out? <laughs> so there's a bit of a misconception in sports that the designers and like all the staff are really clued in on everything <laughs> it's not we're all looking at Twitter and we're all going do you reckon he's signing and you're like uh we're not sure do you want to go ask somebody and they're like we're not sure <laughs> and you get I'll a lot what, of though. back and forth of just that yeah I'll tell you what that's worse in cricket honestly it's uh the, the amount of time you get told things is yeah it can it's be like a lot old, worse it's sort of like an old man's sport isn't it so I wouldn't have to be like <laughs> Like, I love cricket, uh, but it's sort of like that old school tradition thing. Yeah, uh, I think I think my my manager and a lot of people at the club would uh, say that we're trying to target younger audiences. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah, in different formats. It depends what format you're watching. But uh, um, yeah, so sorry, I interrupted the Harlan story. Um, so yeah, how long before the the graphic? Because that's the thing as well in sports and working graphic designer is in sports is the the tight deadlines are crazy. So how long mm. was the deadline? So I think you. I'm not sure about the exact timeline, but I remember it would have been like maybe towards the end of the season, because I think Harland was. I remember he had like a game in the new kit or something, and that was sort of like his farewell game. So it would have been around about then. Of we're asking questions like, do you reckon he's like going to turn up in the next month or like no, just no, just calm down. It's all going to be like get it done for July, like when summer transfer window opens and then you go oh actually he's coming in Monday <laughs> and you're like you're you having a laugh <laughs> you're like, so you've gone from about three months of everybody just being like chilled out and being like we're just spitballing ideas by this point to very much this is very serious he's coming in like the next two weeks and you better have it done now <laughs> and like, you, like that two week deadline is him sitting in the studio you've got realistically either done a week before because because it's such a big occasion, even the CEO is like looking at it and going, yeah, I'll, I quite like that, let's do that. And it's just absolutely crazy, the turnaround for it. It was just sort of... I, I, I had this whole idea at the beginning with Northern Lights and we were going to play on the whole Viking thing and I don't know if it became an issue. Because mm-hmm. like, I think people forget like the players also do have a say in what it's going to look like. So like you wouldn't... So oh, really, yeah. Do, I think to like a certain extent of like, because with Harland it would have been like, we wanted to go down the Viking route and it's sort of, don't take the piss, we don't want to do that. And you go, okay, let's scrap that and see how we can mm. get in a different way. And we ended up settling on like Norwegian runes and we had Mel, who's our motion designer slash illustrator, design all these like Nordic style ancient stuff. And we just ended up like splattering that all over a page and be like, we just went with this collage theme because we had a new brand come in. Because we got a rebrand of Man City happened by some studio. And that was also sort of the first big occasion to show that off. Because like, I think pre that announcement, it's all a different font. The City Blue is different, blah, blah, blah. 
it's like you're gonna go we're gonna get Haaland in we're gonna get the new brand in mm. you're gonna put them two together and I saw some design on my Pinterest was this sort of collaged images together and these little square cutouts of it and just pieced them all together like sort of like a sticker book and that's sort of how we came up with it in the end because I remember we were saying we we got a bit sick of digital for a little bit and we're all talking about like scanners do we bring in like real objects so we mm-hmm. like scanned in like all the stitch like a stick texture even for like the animation like Merle who did it in the end like he was like scrunching up bits of paper and stuff for when it folds out into like Arlen's face or whatever and it's just I think for that because it was such a big occasion we just went well, all bets are off don't do safe you might as well go for it nice that's lovely that you get that freedom um, so who, who did the rebrand of Man City and because I that's not something I noticed it was quite a seamless transition maybe it wasn't from you from the inside but no it was definitely external but I can't think of the name of the studio who did it, but mm. they were basically, uh, it was, I think they were just like wanted a bit of an update. So it was like, we always use Gotham for everything and we'd kept complaining and being like, this is good and all, but it's very wide for a font. It's not social. So then the designers are on unique font. We get a brand new color palette, which is why you see like all the electric pink, electric yellow, that sort of thing. That's yeah. sort of where we're going with it. So, like, that's our social style palette. And then you'll have sort of, like, corporate where it's a bit more muted. You may bring in, like, the old sky blue. It's sort of, like, that whole thing of the structure wanted to be, like, oh, the content team's got their own thing. And we're very much about internet audiences, social media, and we're going to make sure it's all streamlined for that. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, looking at the... Uh, looking at the Harland thing now it's, it's really cool fucking really really nice I mean I, I didn't forget about it because that's just that campaign of, and you did one for Calvin Phillips as well that sort mm. of collage theme it's really striking um, and it's, it was yeah it was a bit of an accident really like I was I think I was ripping somebody off because I do a lot of work where I'll literally just copy somebody else's stuff and in the process of doing that I'll deliberately mess it up We'll sort of stumble on something we go oh that doesn't actually look like that anymore and you go you've got this whole new thing now and you're like oh great so let's go with that and I think it was the turnaround was so quick for one of the new signings that we went uh, we can't think of something new because that was the plan last year with Grealish like we expected a couple more signings or whatever mm. and you're like oh we're just going to do something unique for each but it was like we don't have time go with something like that so we brought in Murray who's an illustrator and she traced all of Calvin's tattoos and we sort of, that was our collage element for that one. Yeah. And we sort of went that, crazy yeah. with all of that for like the rest of the signs. We're like, oh, we're going to hit it. Like, let's go with it. That's, that's really cool because it's something, it's something personal to, to each one, each player and obviously the Nordic stuff for Highland. Yeah, very, very cool. Very cool projects. What was the uh, art direction like for the photo shoots and... Um, and getting the photos of Harland in the city kit. Who did that? Um, I'm not sure. I think we don't have any art directors per se. I think we've got like a creative director, but I'm not sure if he had much scope over that. Like, I don't know because I don't speak to him a lot. He might have done, 
but mm. Tom, who's a photographer, I think it would have been worked between Tom and Matt or whatever, and they just sort of go free reign with it because I think they them two are just really they're just really fucking good at the job. That's basics of it. They just know what they're doing. They know how to get the shots they want. And they're very yeah. much in line with us, and they know what works for social. Because I remember when I first came in, we used to do a lot of. I think they used to do a lot of photo shoots where it's just like you know your standard. It's all lit the same way, and that expanded to be like we'll have three different photo shoots for player shoot day, and it'll be. You'll have one where it's directly we give it to the social team and they'll all be like creative shots of people with like, they'll be holding up shields, cups, whatever, different poses. And it just gives you a lot of free reign to work with. So I think they knew what route we were going down with the graphics and they just sort of went, oh, okay, if you're going down the Viking theme, we'll go like, maybe like Game of Thrones or whatever. Mm, I'm assuming. Strong poses, point, yeah. It's just, that um, looks epic. It's like yeah, the whole yeah. thing. Yeah, it really does. Yeah, it really does. What's um, I've got a question for for in my situation at the moment. When so cricket works in a strange way where for, for the photo shoot with the new kits, we're basically not going to have any of the big bigger players or, or, or the international players, right? Because they'll all be playing for England and their nations. Mm-hmm. So how would you work with that when it comes to see the season, and you don't have players that are playing? pictures of them in the new kit <laughs> well thankfully that i haven't had that issue <laughs> much I, I think we had it this year where like foden didn't turn up for a photo shoot or whatever and then we had to sort of get a bit of like decent ones like like stop him in the hallway and be like oh can you just take a few photos in the kit blah blah and they'll do but it's one of those you sort of i always design for worst case scenario and see what i can get away with and that's the mm-hmm. whole thing. Like, I don't, like, if I knew all the big players were going to go out, I'd maybe try and not use player imagery or just use, like, the actual kit. It's, yeah. It's a bit of a, like, I'm such a diva for having resources. So a proper <laughs> kickoff if nobody got me, like, the things that I wanted. Or I'd be like, you've got to get it done quick. Yeah. Yeah, well, this this is the, the my main concern for coming into the new season is we're not going to have pictures and it's basically guaranteed that we're not going to have pictures. And also, we, you know, we have you have international players, overseas players that come, and they could be playing for a game and then leave because they don't want to play anymore, or they're injured or whatever. Um, and we don't get time with them to take a proper photo, or you know, even any any photos really, or it's not done on someone's phone because that's the only access we have, uh, and the lighting's awful, and you know, it's tricky when you, when you're working with these sort of assets um, and trying to hold the standards up. Right, that's that's the main one for me. Mm. Trying to hold the standards that you you want to set. Um, so yeah, it's an interesting. Call. I, I like the idea of not using players, um, but when we want to put a team graphic out, player names maybe could just go with that. It's a bit of a tricky one. It's the thing you've got to. I've always sort of designed in the mind of worst case scenario, what can we get away with? Because like if you have to do kit swaps of like five different people, you were yeah. going to lose your mind. There's yeah. no way anybody's doing it. So it's just one of those, like, you've got to cut your losses at some point and be like, no, we don't have the imagery. Nobody's getting their image done. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, that's something I'm going to have to deal with. And I'll have to, maybe I'll speak to you again about it at some point and come up with a few ideas, but that's something I'm going to have to deal with in uh, next year. <laughs> yeah. 
we'll see how that goes. If anyone's got any ideas, please let me know. Uh, if anyone's listening to this, but uh, yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be an interesting one. But uh, yeah, what? Well, so, so I had a rumor that you guys get a little replica trophy of every trophy that you win. Is that right? I'm not sure about that. I've got so Premier League medals, but like, you get I what a medal? Yeah, I've got two Premier League medals. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you've got yeah, two Premier League medals? Go on, get out. I've got two. Oh, I'm actually nervous. You've got to so, get it out. The medals. So, they're actually alright. That's mental. That's so cool, know, yeah. I don't know if every club doesn't, but apparently I'm the winner of the Women's Continental League Cup. So, you know. That's really cool, yeah. It's sort of just memorabilia. I think they give them out like staff meeting. I don't know about trophies. Like I've got pictures with like Premier League trophies and all that, but yeah. I don't know if I think they might give you like the first one to keep, and I don't know if maybe yeah maybe 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 I maybe I misheard Danny say trophy and replica medal or something. I don't I don't know if I I don't know what I heard from maybe I was maybe I heard it wrong when I was speaking to Danny about it, but yeah, that's pretty cool though. You get a nice little nice little mentor like that. It's, it's sort of the it's the little things that sort of like make it worth working there really like it's so sad yeah, being like, yeah. oh I want to work there for a medal but it's like it's just nice it's, you look back at nah. it you go yeah exactly and the projects you get to work on because your team's winning stuff that's that's really what makes yeah sports designers tick because you want to be working at the top of the the, the the top teams working on the biggest projects I mean if you're ambitious that is I mean mm. you definitely are so yeah it's good it's good. So I mean, I guess we, we should probably. I mean, you're right for time for us for a start. I mean, we've chatted for ages, and I've always, you know, we started late and stuff. So you're right for time, or yeah, that's all good. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so I guess we would come and see your next venture. Uh, but, how, but how did you see? How do you see yourself? How do you see your time at Man City? What are your thoughts on it as a whole? I don't really leave with any regrets that were in my control. I suppose. It's I I regret not winning the Champions League because obviously <laughs> like that was that was bloody heartbreaking twice. But yeah. it's sort of like I've I think I've got to a point now where I'm a bit comfortable in everything that I do and I'm sort of like I know everything I know the processes and I'm like it's not particularly challenging or I want to go into like a different environment with different people who are gonna sort of question me in different ways because I sort of know how Danny works, know how Mel works. I know mm. what gets approved and it's like I can see myself now already like there's not as much motivation to get work done. There's not as much pressure because I'm basically waiting for like a Champions League. That's what I've got to work towards. So it's sort of like moving on is sort of the right time, the right offer and like the right career progression for me right now. So you're off to Man United, obviously your team that you support. Yeah. <laughs> How are you feeling about that? I'm petrified. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, I'm used to it. Like I don't normally get like really on edge about stuff because like I came in to like Man City and that was sort of like the first big shock and like everything else from there was sort of like led on. Like I've done bigger projects of Man City I just can't talk about them but it sort of like that was sort of all the pressure and it's very much easy coasting from now on because it's like oh if you can handle that you can handle that but 
going into United is sort of that whole boyhood club mentality of I really hope I don't screw this up or I hope I don't like have to go groveling back on my knees to see and be like please take me back <laughs> it's gone wrong yeah yeah I, I see that I see that in my own career as well you know going to Liverpool I mean, I'm not saying this will happen but going to the club I support is very different um, circumstance because it was going to a completely different job to what you're doing but um, it was the wrong move to move to Liverpool I should have stayed at Arsenal you know but then I wouldn't have made it to Surrey so everything works out in the end but um but yeah, that's, that's, I guess you're putting pressure on yourself, which doesn't really need to be put there uh, by by uh, by saying you don't want to don't want to mess it up. Like, obviously, you don't want to mess it up, but it's I think I don't know. Would it help by separating it a little bit from from your love of the team? I don't know. It's a, it's a bit weird because it's one of those. It, I think it's more like the job role that terrifies me more than anything. So I'm a bit like, oh, this is what I want to go into, and I'm like. I'm very much decent at being a graphic designer, but I I applied for a design role at United and they rejected me for that. But then I somehow ended up in an art director role and I'm like, what was wrong, what was wrong with me at the graphic design? But you're like, oh yeah, but you can control the direction of it. And I'm like, I, f- I, f- I failed upwards here. What's going on? <laughs> well that's good that's very positive obviously see maybe something in your ideas or uh, your, your, your process or the way you like to think about design is that what you're thinking is that why you have you think you've landed there I think that's sort of the thing because there is sort of a limit with where I can go at City right now because I don't think the structure's quite the right now like we don't have art directors it's very much everybody in our department reports to Danny and Basically, to get, I, I sort of like I'm always on a look for like a wage rise. Right? Like you always want more money, don't you? And you like you always want progression. It's like there's nowhere particularly for me to go now, other than say kicking Danny out of his job. And I'm like, I don't want to do that to Danny. Danny, Danny's fucking lovely. I don't want to do that to him. <laughs> like, I can't yeah. exactly go to him and go, give me a job, <laughs> sort of. Yeah, yeah. Like, no. So like I'd rather just sort of test my metal somewhere else and be like oh this is the natural progression for me and be like but if you want to go somewhere and not sort of stagnate a little bit it's sort of you've got to go into like management directing roles mm. what's uh what's the job description what what more are you doing compared to just being a designer i am not sure <laughs> that, it's not a particularly good thing to say before you take the job is it but it's like, I'm not particularly sure because the way I've had it described to me is sort of like, oh, you'll be like sort of like a lead designer, but then you'll be sort of controlling designers below you. And I'm like, I'm not sure where this is going, but it's like, it sounds sort of like what I want to do because I want to be like a bit half and half where I control what I sort of want to control and I like, I like to help out in design. Like, I don't want to spend my entire time just critiquing people like, I can I can do that all day long, but it's not particularly fun just ragging on somebody else's work. Like I'd rather be doing it in parts myself as well. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that, that's definitely the best manager as well, and that's why I guess you like Matt, Danny so much as well. You know, because he's part of the process, but does the work as well. That's what same same when I've seen my managers do work as well. It's um, it's, that's that's definitely the best way to go. Um, yeah, I, I like that. So is that what's uh, 
what you're thinking about management and how, how do you think you're going to deal with managing people? See, I I manage people how I manage myself and it's sort of just, all right, can you get the work done? I don't care when it's done, as long as it's done and literally just throw anything you want at me. Like, I don't, I'm not very quick to naysay an idea. I'm like very quick to point out, mate, like, all right, we might have limitations here. We can't do that, but do this like literally just throw everything at me because I'm not very close-minded in the design sense of mm. like I don't look at a lot of sports design much anymore like a lot of it is the typical like Instagram like artsy repost feeds and that's where I get a lot of inspiration from and that's sort of what I think I'm moving on to United because I think they described it to me in like an interview and they're like we have a lot of designers but I don't think we have a lot of sports design people here where mm. I think you can kind of see it in the work where you know it's branding is very it's like very well done like I think it's probably better than ours to be fair but that's me talking myself down but yeah I mean as, as an unbiased person I, I wouldn't say that but yeah uh, it, fair <laughs> but it's one of them where I look at it and go this is it looks like a completely different mentality from the team in terms of mm the design team is very much everyone gets a bit of everything's so like you will be so like selling coffee or and then you will be doing a bit of social and i think oh, that's where that's i need sort of the different perspective of different people who've like gone through different things like i was looking at i think we tried to get chris wilson from he used to work at nottingham but then he's obviously united now and we're looking at him and like that sort like he does a lot of work where i think oh okay that's what I want to pick up on and that's what I want to learn because he's got a real good idea for like composition and all that and at City I think I'm sort of like the lead graphic designer or whatever because I've been there for that long I need new people to pick up off on and I need new perspective and I need people like going oh don't do this because of this Mm. so you know like Danny's always like Danny's got certain things that always point out to me, so I'm like, I'll oh, just adjust it before he gets to it. And you don't push yourself a bit more. I just want a bit more like world experience, like more people. Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that's good. That's good that you you realise that about yourself. You really seem very self aware, and um, also got a good design mind as well. So I think you'd, you'll be all right. You'll, you'll, you'll survive <laughs> at United. But it's also massive for them, right? Surely it's massive for them to take lead designer or take a you know, more senior designer at City to United I mean, that's that's exactly what they want to be doing it, 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 I'll be lying if you had said it wasn't in like the back of my head going like are they just doing this like trying to poach me because like I did apply for a design role I applied for it twice <laughs> got rejected from it twice I think and then they went do you want to be an art director instead and I'm like are you just sort of like creating a new role for me to take it like I don't get what's going on well, I mean, I, that sounds sounds more like they were, they had a chat with you. I guess do they have a chat with you or not? Yeah. So <laughs> well, it sounds like, like they had a chat with you and learn a bit I've more had, about how you think. Yeah, I've had like generally like when I've been rejected from my jobs before, because like I'll interview for anywhere that's taken, because why not? You build up connections through interviews. Like if it doesn't go well, well future, all right, no different role, and everybody just goes like, uh, we don't think you're ready for management yet, but would you like a design role and I'm like oh, it's alright but it's not what I want to do yet and sort of United have just taken this punt on me and gone 
all right, go for it. And I'm like, oh, shit, I didn't think they were going to take that. So <laughs> <laughs> I remember I was, writing oh, down, like, I was writing down, like, my expectations and stuff for the job, and I was like, they're never going to take this. They're never going to. And they went, we'll take it. And I went, oh, God. <laughs> Well, that's good on you. Good on you, man. That's really good. I'm, I'm pleased for you. And I'm, yeah, I'm sure there'll be tons of good design work coming out of coming out of United soon. And it, I mean, yeah, it is very good at the moment as well. So I'm, I've been looking forward to seeing what new stuff you guys create. Um, and how, also how Man City as well, how, how you guys deal with it there. Um, I'd be interested to see what, what if anything changes or, you know, Danny's, I'm sure Danny's capable enough of, of hiring mm. someone that will manage to fill your boots. But, um that's no, good. It's very interesting. Good to know a bit more about the behind, behind the scenes of the clubs as well. They're very much in safe hands, to be honest. James is ridiculous. Like yeah. I head hunted him for like months. I was like, I didn't think he was going to take it from West Ham. Just coming in, I was like, no, I'll, no, I'll join. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so here's a, here's a bit of backstory. So James, it was the last two two people for the West Ham job when James got it with me and him. Really? And he got it over me, and I was, and I was like, as soon as I found out who it was, I was like, that's amazing. Yeah, he, and I sort of looked at his social worker. I was like, that's wicked. I didn't know who he was until I looked at who who he was, and obviously he came from Watford. Um, I don't know who they fired. I don't know who who West Ham have fired since, but um, yeah, it's top top stuff. Uh, and, and then I started to go to Man City, and I was like, oh, that's pretty quick after he got that West Ham job. He must have been. It's interesting now to hear him tap up. You've been tapping up and like talking to him. That's interesting. <laughs> He's one of those, like, we were recruiting for, like, the job role and, like, you recruit for sports and mm. I think you get a lot of artists in the sports design space and you get people who don't sort of, I go back to this, you don't know how to design for people selling coffee and you don't do typography and that sort of stuff. He's, like, he's one of the people where I go, oh, he, he clearly knows typography and all that, so get on him quick before anybody else does. Yeah. Otherwise you're missing out. Yeah. So I think when I leave, like, all you have to do is sort of get somebody in. And I've, I think I've pretty much got a short list for them already of, like, people that's good. like, send them on. Be a good competition. That's, that's good stuff, that. Uh, so you've done, you done them good, they've done a good thing there by giving them a short list, yeah. That's nice. Um, that's something I, I need to take into consideration, actually, when... Because my vision is basically I want to become a manager, design manager at Surrey and build a team here. Um, you know, hopefully that happens. Um, and I, I get enough time to do it, and you know, get enough people believing in me that it, we need it because we need we do. Because sorry, cricket is about the same size as money money wise. It's about the same size as Crystal Palace, and like, they they must have wow. quite a few designers. Yeah, it's huge, huge thing. I don't think um, cricket would be that big because like historically, like I don't think besides like T Twenty, like the attendances aren't amazing for like Test County cricket. Yeah, for Kansas cricket, test matches sell out, uh, all England games sell out. So, yeah, but, and, but also the big thing for Surrey as well is uh, events and um, uh, conferences and, and part, like parties, Christmas parties. People hold a lot of, I think that might even be the biggest part of the business. It's like the events part of mm. Surrey cricket. Um, it's up by the Oval as a, as a company. Um, so they got this whole non-sporting side of the company as well, which is fantastic. Um so yeah, the, the, that's that's my vision. So I'm definitely gonna take that into consideration in when, uh, yeah, I start headhunting people and start chatting with people as soon as I get the the green light. It's a good idea. Yeah, I like that. Well, 
I've taken too much of your time already. So but I'm going to get into the last couple of questions um, that I want to ask people on this podcast. So first, I don't know if I sent you these before or not, because we, we haven't even talked about that. One of the top topics we chatted about, talking about, was um, the future of content in the space, or like the what's, what's next. But I think if we do another episode, we'll save it for then, or you know, save it for another time. But um, a couple of last questions: Whose work are you really, are you looking at at the moment and really enjoying? It's always Neil Jameson. <laughs> Yeah, he's really annoying because he's that good and it pisses me off that I'm not like him <laughs> yeah it's really annoying yeah that happens a lot how so okay going into that then how do you think he does the illustrated sort of look like oil painting look on his I is that just got, filters I think I've got it down to a T now because I've been copying him for years like not posting it being like this is how he does it I'm certain this is how he does it <laughs> so I think I've asked nice. him in the past and he's like secretive about it and I don't blame him like he must have like people all the time being like how do you do this yeah but it's one of those like it's just it's not even what he does to the sort of like player skin because like sort of anyone can do that it's the composition you know mm. I don't think anyone competes with him on a level like you can tell he's got like editorial like, experience like designing magazine covers like he just worked for bloody time yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, yeah. he just knows how to piece it together and that's sort of the thing I always take. If you know composition, you, you've, like, half the battle's done. And he's yeah. just spot on for it every time. Mm. Yeah, the idea is as well, like, you know, even just, like, Lions Paw, the latest one, Lions Paw on the, on the World Cup, so, oh, it's such a simple but really good, clever idea. Um, and he's executed it really well as well. So, yeah, that is, it's... Good answer. <laughs> it's the thing, if I want to be anywhere, that's he's sort of like where I've got to aim for in that sort of direction. So it's just very much keeping on top and being like, oh, this is what he's doing. Let's try and figure out. Nice. Yeah. There you go. You'll get there, mate. You'll be all right. You'll be all right. You build up the contacts, you'll get there. Um, what advice do you have to junior designers? Um... I think it's sort of keep inspiration and sort of don't stop interacting with design. Like I've got a Pinterest page and it's 8,000 pins or whatever. <laughs> you get that, if you get that Google Chrome add on for saving Pinterest, honestly, game changer. Yeah. That there's so much stuff I can refer back to and it's all organized, whatever. And I can just be like, like those moments when you're absolutely just stuck, the, once you have stuff to refer back to, like, even if it's like not your best piece, like you can still like sort of like nick bits from here and there and be like, oh, let's bring this in, let's bring this in. It's like a lot of my stuff, like I can point out exactly where I've got inspiration from, but nobody ever calls me out on copying. Yes, a good. I think it's like a good designer knows how to get away with it. That no, that's a huge part of design is using inspiration and making it your own. That's for for sure. It's a huge part of it. The only, actually, I'm Neil Jameson. What do you what do you think about his Chelsea stuff at the moment with the Dodgers stuff like literally ripping it off? Hmm, that's that's, that's, a, a, that's yeah. a weird one. I don't know how to feel about it because it is sort of like in the realms of like oh, if you did that from things off Twitter off another designer, there would be outrage constantly. But I think it's like a weird line where it becomes like memorabilia, and you go like, 
oh, we're referencing something from the past and nobody cares. And it's sort yeah. of like, it's a cool throwback. Like, in 30 years, if somebody was ripping me off, I'd be like, that's a bit of a throwback enough. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's still weird, because I think it's such like a different industry. I think you can get away with it. It is sort of copying in a way, but you'd be hard-pressed to find anyone fuming about it. See, I, I'm, I'm very torn by this, because I think both to, both ways of thinking are, are right. I think your way of thinking is like, yeah, it's 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 nice to look back on that and use it as a tribute piece. He's, he's doing his own style on it. Um, it's for a completely different sport. I guess that sort of matters. But, but the other part of me is like, it, he is so against copying, but he's doing it like so obviously. Um, and it's, just, it's very Chelsea much have, a grey area. It's did Chelsea have any? Um, did Chelsea have any link to the Dodgers? It's Todd Burley. Um, oh, the bloke who owns them. I'm not sure if he is, but if he is, then I think that's an okay reference, maybe. Mm, I'm, okay, I'm, that would make a lot more sense. I think he might. I'm not sure if it is the Dodgers. It's definitely on some American team. Right. But I think that could be where it comes from. You might have to ask him, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I should probably look this up, to be honest. One he second. Does, he does love a throwback piece, and it's the problem. If he wasn't so good at it... <laughs> You, you, yeah. Uh, da, 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 Eldridge Industries. Uh, pff, do they own the Dodgers as well? Uh, how much? Uh, sorry, everyone. Um, oh yeah, we own the Dodgers. Yeah, twenty percent of them. That makes that, sense. That, now. Okay. So now this, but that changes the whole argument completely. That's like okay. Now it is on purpose, and there's a bit of thinking behind it. But the designer who made those is probably dead. That also changes the argument, because if he was still alive and you said he was copying from something on Twitter, like from last week, mm. then that changes it completely. It's a very it's, interesting discussion. It's a weird grey area of like, what can you get away with? What's morally okay? What's not yeah. wrong? It's one of those. I think if so, I think if like the person asked you him to stop, he, he would. I don't think yeah. he's causing anyone harm by this point. He's not, like, yeah. taking anyone's revenue because I don't think there's many collectors of, like, 1968 Dodgers. Besides well, like I say, Neil the Jameson. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. I mean, as long as it's getting good engagement and, um, yeah, it's not harming anyone. All good. I mean, I, it is, it's fantastic work and he's putting, obviously, a lot of time and effort into it, so good on him. Um, keep being the leader of our industry, Neil. It's good stuff. Uh, <laughs> I like him a lot. I like his work a lot. So... Uh, well, last question. Uh, it was your best purchase under a hundred dollars. Oh my god! No, <laughs> I, honestly, I'm the worst person to ask for this. Oh. See, doesn't have to be design related. I know, but I'm thinking of like Christmas now, and I'm like, I can't even think of anything I want for like over a hundred quid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure. That's really difficult. So you, so I changed. So people had this rea- reaction. So I changed it to or a life hack. But you just gave a life hack with the uh, Pinterest uh, add-on. <laughs> I'm looking around my room right now and going, "What costs under quid?" And I'm like, "Nothing costs under a hundred quid." Because I'm very much one of those people who goes, "If I'm buying it, I buy expensive and I buy it once." Hi there. That's good. Another life hack. Um, oh God, I'm something. <laughs> I'm genuinely stumped here. Maybe my graphics tablet? That's the only thing I can think of for 100 quid. I've had a pair of speakers for about 10 years, and they cost me maybe like 20 quid. 
and they've lasted nice. me since like Sony Walkman days. <laughs> and they're still using now. That might be the best purchase, a good pair of speakers. Amazing. That's that's a good answer. What, what graphic tablet are you get in front of hundred quid as well? I think it was a Wacom Interest Pro Medium. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> well, brand new. Yeah, I think it's brand new as well. <laughs> what dodgy website are you getting this from? How are you getting that for under 100 quid? Student <laughs> discount works wonders sometimes. Oh, honestly. okay. <laughs> That's amazing. for a uni, honestly. That's an amazing purchase for under 120 quid. I, I paid like 270 brand new for that, or like 170, like a ridiculous price. I can't remember paying much for that tablet, honestly. All right, fair play to you. Well done. Got to win uh, well, there you go. Uh, where, can, where can people find you on social media and check out your work as well? Uh, Dban underscore Twitter, Dban underscore underscore for Instagram, Dban.com for my portfolio, which hasn't been updated in about two years now. <laughs> you going to do that before you get to United? Oh, God, no. I've already got the job. I don't need to do it again through <laughs> number five. <laughs> nice one. Well, this has been amazing. It's really, really been good chatting with you, catching up. Um, yeah. We'll keep in touch. Been good chatting, mate. Nice one.